The economy sputters as job losses mount. Unemployment assistance comes to an end. And Facebook goes to court. This is Paul Dietzel. To understand the American economy right now, don't just look at the stock market. While stocks are rising to some of the highest levels in history, there is growing concern. The entire world of work is showing signs of such radical change that it could be years before some stabilization comes to the labor market. On Wednesday of this week, the Bureau of Labor Statistics released the JOLTS report. The Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, shows the number of job openings each month, how many workers were hired, how many quit their jobs, how many were laid off, and other research, including the number of worker deaths. JOLTS showed that there was a rise in the number of jobs available, which is good news. Currently, there are approximately 6.7 million open jobs, yet roughly 10.9 million people are considered unemployed and actively looking for work. If we analyze this data correctly, the ratio is about 1.6 unemployed workers for every job opening in the United States. There's another way to think about this reality. For every 16 workers who were officially counted as unemployed, there were only 10 jobs available. That means for more than 4.2 million unemployed workers, no jobs were available. This is especially true for workers in the retail, leisure, and hospitality sectors. This area only has 0.2 job openings per unemployed person. First-time claims for unemployment totaled 853,000 this week, an increase from the 716,000 total claims from last week. This was the highest weekly total since September 19th and was unexpected by economists who thought the number would hover around 730,000. Claims for compensation under the Pandemic Unemployment Program for those who normally wouldn't be covered under traditional unemployment programs, fell by around 313,000 to 8.6 million. The total number of Americans now collecting money under all unemployment programs stands at more than 19 million. All these pandemic unemployment insurance programs expire on December 26 and will immediately leave 12 million workers without benefits. More than 4 million additional workers will have already exhausted all eligible benefits by this cutoff. The problem is staggering in its scope and even more difficult to solve. As an example, it's hard for a person who worked in the retail sector selling clothes or cars to develop new skills so that they can move into a good job at a technology company. Yet, for thousands of workers, that's exactly what must be done. Innovative approaches between education leaders and business leaders must be designed and put in place. Education, retraining, and job placement must become a priority or unemployment levels already hovering at levels near the peak of the Great Depression could rise even higher. Whenever 46 states get behind anything, it usually is an indication something important is transpiring. On Wednesday of this week, the Federal Trade Commission and a group of 46 states in separate antitrust lawsuits charged that Facebook engaged in a long campaign to acquire or stop technology companies it feared could rival their dominance. Both lawsuits target two of Facebook's major acquisitions, Instagram and WhatsApp. Both lawsuits could result in requiring Facebook to release their ownership of the two very popular apps. The FTC complaint also alleges Facebook now holds the power of a monopoly in the U.S. personal social networking market. One issue of concern in the state's lawsuit is data collection. Facebook's data collection policy has changed over time and has created an experience that makes it very difficult to keep from switching to another service or platform other than Facebook. 
Because Facebook tracks such detailed data on its users, it's able to create highly personalized experiences that other platforms cannot match. The Clayton Antitrust Act of 1914 is at issue here. In this section of law, coming from the initial Sherman Antitrust Act of 1890, a company cannot buy up their competition based on their size, tactics, money, and power. Mergers cannot make it all but impossible for another company to capture market share. Predatory tactics cannot be used to stop innovation or stop competition. This much is clear. When any corporation grows so large as to become its own regulator, problems can emerge that suffocate innovation by other companies or inventors. Freedom to experiment and create should never reside only with one corporate entity, no matter how large or lucrative the product. Just how involved should the government be or become in the work of American business? The court will answer that question, and these cases will shape the social media landscape for years to come. This is Paul Dietzel. Thanks for listening.